Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. If you like talent, you are in the right place. Welcome back to the Talent Factor Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my guy, my brother, Keith Sanchez. Keith, what is going on, baby? Mic check, mic check. My mic is hot. It is week zero, which means we have college football. DP, how you doing? Man, you, you just said it, brother. Like, we got college football, man. So <laughs> I am excited. I'm hype. I, I, I'm so many different. I can I can explain it in so many different ways, Keith. Man, I'm just I'm just really happy that football is finally here. And we really get to dive into this thing, man. And, and it's going to give us that that needed that needed conversation week after week after week. So I am I'm hyped, brother. I'm hyped, man. Well, yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and get this uh this thing started. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to you so you can uh kick us off and let's let's get into this conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, before we get you, know, you talk about kicking off, right? So you know, I like my segues, Keith. Let's give a shout-out to our partners over at Bet Online. <laughs> Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to, mar- first to market odds and lines, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device, mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the games start. Keith, you know I love that segue to, from the, where the game starts because the game starts this weekend. Keith, they start Saturday. You know it's week zero, baby. Uh, <laughs> and, and with week zero, Keith, North Carolina, the Tar Heels, Mac Brown. You know, he had he had a QB battle in his hands. You know, Sam Howell drafted to to the Washington Commanders this past April. So it was it's a new face running the offense for the Tar Heels. And it's going to be uh, quarterback Duke May uh, taking the role starting the season off against Florida A&M. And I feel like that is a big decision. And it's, and it's to me, it's I like the decisiveness of it, Keith, instead of going the typical college type of role where it's like, yeah, we can run, we're going to run two quarterbacks. We've seen so many colleges do that, right? They run two quarterbacks. They run the pocket passer, then they run the, the the dual threat mobile guy out there, and there's no continuity, no chemistry with the offense, no rhyme or reason. But I like the fact that he went with the starter right away. No, I, I agree. I, I think it's necessary also because, um, I mean, it, week zero, right? So everything is kind of uh, – what, what's the word am I trying to use here? Everything is escalated as far as the timeline. So it's it's, it's right there. You need to get everything going because it's, you know, right around the corner for you. And I, the one person I did think about, I said, you know who this is probably the most important for? Josh Downs, right? Like he's the guy where it's like, you know what? I need me a quarterback to throw me the football, and I hope he's a damn good quarterback because if, if not, you know, Josh Downs – draft stock is going to be tremendously affected by this and and when you think about North Carolina as far as their positioning in the ACC they're not necessarily a dark horse team 
but they're a team where nobody ever picks them to win the ACC, but they're always in contention, right? You can always count them in for a couple upsets and them to, you know, beat some big time teams. And then they're kind of right there in their division with the the possibility of, of winning the ACC. So I think this was a, a, a big selection right here going with quarterback Drake May. I believe this is a dual threat guy who has the potential to make plays with his feet and his arm. And that's something that Sam Howell brought to this. And in college football, we know that guess what? If you have a running quarterback and you have a guy that can make plays with his legs, you have a chance in every game. We've seen it time and time again every year. There's you know, 10, 15, 20, 20 quarterbacks that make game winning plays or just you know, plays throughout a game that, that that changes the game just with their legs. So I thought that this was a big time move on a uh, part of Mac Brown and just, you know, moving this program from Sam Howell to a new quarterback. Yeah, and, and apologies to Drake me. I called him Duke me. I was thinking about the bowl game they played in uh, to finish the season against uh, South Carolina. But to, to, to your point, Keith, the ACC has a ton of veteran returning quarterbacks for a lot of these other teams that are going to be legit contenders or want to be contenders in this conference. And this is a team that Jacoby Criswell is the junior while Drake May is a redshirt freshman. So they decided to go with the younger guy instead of going with the season more the more vet the seasoned veteran per se, uh, which is which is interesting because uh, with Jacoby he he was a he's a dual threat guy with a big arm can make plays with his leg as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of holds up because we know with college football it doesn't take long for a coaching staff to be like you know what this might not be working let's spice some things up let's put Chriswell in right like if he, if they start yeah. off slow offensively yep. especially when you have one of the better receivers in Josh Downs and he's got a good running mate in Antoine Green that we'll see play this weekend as well but Keith I want to throw out another uh t- another team in the ACC that named their starting quarterback and that was Pitt Pittsburgh named Keaton Slovis which you know Sorry for the dramatics shocker uh, that he was going to be named the, the starting quarterback. We knew that kind of with Kenny Pickett leaving, him transferring in, and him transferring in while he still had uh, the the Randy Belitnikov winner Jordan Addison uh, before he transferred out to USC. So kind of getting that out of the way for Pitt, I think is big too. It's like turning the page from Kenny Pickett, turning the page from Jordan Addison. And let's see what Keaton Slovis, this was a young man that came in for uh came in for USC as a freshman had a good really good showing gave a lot of people hope over in SoCal and then he got hurt had a shoulder injury uh back in 2020 with the COVID season and everything and 20 never the same Keith so uh this is a chance for him in this quarterback class to kind of because I believe he's a senior now uh, to really right the ship and, and, and stake his claim like hey I'm still one of the better quarterbacks throwing the football in college football yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, this is another program much like like North Carolina, right? That's kind of right there in the running for the ACC. But I, I thought about his mental, right? Because you transfer in Keaton Slovis, you transfer in the pit thinking that you're going to have Jordan Addison next to you, right? You're going to have somebody to throw the football to. You just seen the magic that Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison did at Pittsburgh. And then you get there and Jordan Addison says, you know what? I don't want to play with you. Oh, it just, you know, how that how that makes you feel. And and you you have a chip on your shoulder. So I would be interested to see how he takes that and translates that to this season. Right. Is he going to be overly eager to make big time plays or is he going to play within himself, within the system? And, you know, just what is his going to be his mental approach? Because that has to take a knock on you. And I think another thing is, is that, listen, 
this Pittsburgh in the in the past, this Pittsburgh offense has always had a run game, right? So I think that's going to be very important too for them to approach this as a balanced team. You went to ACC Media Days, so you 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 had a chance to see these coaches talk in person, right? And and we know the head coach for Pitt, he's a tough guy, right? Like he's tough. He has a I wouldn't even say arrogant personality, but he's extremely confident, right? He he's some some people would say it's it's overconfidence um for him. So <laughs> I would love to see that interaction and how that plays out um, throughout the game. So this is what I'm going to do, DP, because I know you've been introducing the teams, but I, I really wanted to get to this one, right? Like, I, I want, you know, I like I like the flashy stuff. That's that's me. So I wanted to talk about University of Texas naming their starter, starting quarterback, Quinn Ewers, right? That's one thing, because that was almost to be expected. But then their head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, came out, and and basically said that hey, we may still need our backup quarterback. Now for me, I was like, what does that mean, right? Because you named Quinn Ewers. Was that politics? What is going on? Is he not that good? And we just named him the quarterback. Should we be nervous? You know, if I'm a Texas football fan, that doesn't make me feel good that you named a starter and then you still say, hey, we really need our backup quarterback. But then I took a step back, right? I took a step back and I paused and I said, you know what? If I was the head coach, why would I say this? Steve Sarkeesian, he's a he's a he's a former head coach. He's a veteran in college football. He's a veteran in dealing with the medium. So I'm like, why would he do this, right? And I thought about it. He was trying to keep his backup quarterback at Texas, right? So that was more about a vote of confidence to his backup quarterback that hey, I may need you just overall in the sense of the fact of our quarterback depth, right? I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to tap out. I don't want you to hop in a portal and say you're gone. So what's a better way for me to make a statement? Hop in front of the national media and talk about how important you are to me, right? That's just like, you know, relationships, right? And then your girlfriend says, post a pic of me. I want to be on your social media. It's the same type of thing. Like, I I need that vote of confidence in front of everybody so it means something. So that's instantly what I thought. But, DP, let me know what you thought about the whole situation. First of all, I love that last analogy you used there. Because all I can picture is Steve Sarkeesian taking that kind of I'm smiling photo with his backup quarterback to post on IG, knowing that he does not want to actually take that photo. But no, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it caught me off guard, too. I was a little taken back by it. I was like, because all the reports keep coming out of it was that he was, it was almost a situation where, you know, you're talking about the the battle between the two was close. And you're yeah. like, Quinn Ewers is a five-star. Like, there's this highly touted kid. You got the He's rocking the old-school mullet, and he's going to Texas. And it, it just seemed like the perfect fitting. And instead, it was just like Hudson Carr's giving him a battle. And it just kind of – I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, so, like you I, said, I is it politics? Is it, the, is it the boosters? Yeah, I have no idea. But I, you, you hit on one thing, and I, I have to address it. It's the mullet, right? If you're going to rock a mullet, you have to be a baller. Like that, You can't be the backup quarterback with the mullet. You can't not be very good. You got to go out there throwing a touchdown. So if you have the mullet, as long as you have the mullet, I'm expecting you to be the starter, and I'm expecting you to be damn good. I'm talking 30, 40 touchdowns this season. If not, you got to cut the mullet off, my brother. You can't you can't draw more attention to yourself and, and have the confidence. And that's a slightly arrogant, right, to rock the mullet. You want the attention on you. So if you're going to rock the mullet, Word from me to you, to Quinn Ewers, hey, my brother, you got a ball out this year. 
Texas fans are listening to this and be like, thank you for the extra, you know, pressure on our quarterback, Keith, because now he's got to worry about balling out to keep his mullet safe. You know what I'm saying? But no, I'm with you. Uh, The Texas situation is just like I said, it was just uh, really odd to hear coach be like, man, yeah, I'm going to we're going to need our backup quarterback. But I like the way you put that. It's just trying to keep the kid happy and keep him there and not have him transfer. Because if something did happen, if Quint Ewers just isn't it right, if he struggles out the gate or if he battled an injury, you want a competent guy that knows your offense through and through because Hudson Card was there last year that you can trust to take the reins and can still compete in the Big 12 where the competition uh, with OU going through a a change this offseason, you know, players departed, head coaches gone, defense coordinator's gone, new coach, new QB. It's a lot of changes. So uh, Texas definitely have to come out and, and come out firing. Unfortunately for them, they had to see Will Anderson and the Alabama Crimson Tide to start the season. But we'll see how it goes after that. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead, I, Keith. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. So for our listeners, you know, we, we've been working on some different things. And like we said, man, this is week zero. So week zero, we decided to bring you a new a new segment, right? And this segment is called Make a Statement. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to pick a team, a player, um, you know, a head coach, somebody that has a make a statement because they have a big opportunity to make a statement that upcoming week. So I'm going to get this thing started. And, and, you know, it's just crazy how the universe works, right? Because we talked about Texas football. We talked about the quarterback position. My make a statement guy used to play quarterback at the University of Texas. I'm going with Nebraska quarterback Casey Thompson to make a statement, right? And you know what? I I'm thinking on the fly right now. You know, I'm calling out the whole Nebraska or like franchise organization <laughs> team program. The the whole program needs to make a statement, right? It, it's been a while since y'all decided to get rid of, I believe, Bo Pelini years ago because he wasn't good enough. And you haven't been that good since, right? So you're traveling all the way to Ireland to go play Northwestern in a football game. So it's time for y'all to make a statement. You hire Scott Frost. He was supposed to be the, the, the godsend to the program. He was supposed to get everything right. And guess what? Everything has been the opposite of right. It's been all bad. It's been all wrong. So I think it's time that Nebraska as a team make us makes a statement. And I think it's going to be up to quarterback Casey Thompson because let's be honest, right? There, there are no more Indomitian Sues on this roster. There are no more, you know, just highly coveted, highly talented football players to that level. We're not talking about first round guys. So what you need is a quarterback to make a statement. So I'm putting this on the shoulders of quarterback Casey Thompson. And then I'm also putting this on the shoulders of head coach Scott Frost. Make a statement this week. Come back home from Ireland with the W. Now, I, I love that, Keith. And I, I'm, I'm like you said, that Scott Frost was brought in to be the savior. And he was. I believe that's his alma mater, and, and I remember yeah. seeing the the quote early, um, maybe this week or last week where uh, he talked about running his offensive lineman and guys throwing up. And I'm like, man, if you don't keep that in house, like, why are you telling the media this? Like, this doesn't even sound good, but okay, that's fine. Uh, it sounds like either you don't understand conditioning or your offensive line don't understand conditioning. Sounds like somebody is doing something wrong. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to stick with Nebraska on the defensive side of the ball. I'm talking transfer defensive end, Oshwan Mathis. He's transferring in from TCU, and he is a 6'5", 260-plus athlete, explosive uh, edge rusher who's going to go against Mr. Technical, Mr. Technician himself, 
Peter Skaratsky. Pete Skaratsky is just a arguably OT1 right now for a lot of people. He does so many things well from the mechanical standpoint with his hands, with his sets. It's really hard to find a flaw when it comes down to just what he does in his process. But for Oshwan, and you think about the the, the the edge rusher class that we have here in the 2023 up-and-coming draft next April, Keith, this is a chance to go in the nat- week zero, right? None, no, none of the other big-time guys are Nobody playing. playing. This is the spotlight for you. <laughs> Nobody else is playing, man. So this is the spotlight for you to come out and say, you know what, Skaronsky, I'm going to give you this work. I'm going to give you everything I got, every tool in this toolbox. I'm going to give you the outside rush. I'm going to give you the inside fix. I'm going to Euro step you. I might give you a little Shaq spin, some Akeem Olajuwon. I'm going to give you everything I got in my bag to, to, to show everybody I'm one of the better edge rushers in college football so that I, my name, I can go ahead and on week zero, Go ahead and put my name out there so scouts can see it. When they pop on, you know, I mean, we're evaluators, right? We're going to do the same thing these NFL teams are going to do come come January, February, and March, and even the beginning of April. We're going to turn on the tape, Keith. And when we turn on that first game of him versus uh, Skaronsky, if he goes out there and has three and a half sacks and, and, and five and six pressures, that's a great way to, to set yourself up on a vertical plane to a bright light. Yeah, I, I I like that you picked that, and, and let's go more in depth into the transfer aspect and the pressure that sometimes you put on yourself, right? Because he was at TCU, which is a you know a, a fairly good program. Over the years, they've been a consistent program, right? With the 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 way they play in the Big Twelve, and you know their their win loss record, and then also the amount of players that they put into the NFL. So it's a fairly good program. And when you leave that program and you go to another program. Sometimes you're saying this, you're saying that, you know what, it's not me, it's them, right? And in order for you to complete that statement, you have to go out and have a really good season because if you transfer from TCU, which, I mean, it's sad to say, and I know Nebraska fans and, you know, our CEO page is not going to hear this, but at this point, Nebraska may be a slight step under TCU, right? So when you when you leave a, a, a TCU to go to Nebraska and then – you know, you get there, you have to play well. You have to play well because um, NFL organizations, scouts, uh, general managers, before they draft you, they're going to want to go through this process. Like, why did he transfer, right? Was he running from competition or was TCU just a bad situation? So to kind of shut those guys up and, and complete the, the the transfer slash, you know, you moving on to a new program, you have to go out and play well. So that that that's some slight pressure um, on him. I'm not trying to place pressure on him, but, you know, that, that will be part of the narrative. That's part of the narrative that he created. And it's not that I have anything against transfers either. So I think that part would be exciting. Um, going to the next part, right, as, as far as our next segment. And, you know, usually we have pick em games, but with this being week zero, our highlight game is Nebraska – versus Northwestern in Ireland. So what I wanted to do is instead of going through a whole slate of games, I believe we have like Florida State versus the Squani. Uh, I don't even know how to properly pronounce that that name. So what we're going to do is <laughs> we're going to talk about Nebraska versus Northwestern and who we believe is going to win this game. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it off to UDP and, and just uh, give me your initial outlook on, on the game and being in Ireland and then, you know, who you think is going to win. Man, I, I think this was – at first I didn't know that this game was in Ireland, right? You know, and I was just like, 
I was wondering why Paige was in Ireland this whole time, like posting on Instagram. I was like, what is she doing there? Then I was like, okay, her her corn husk is a plant. Makes sense. And and, it's, and this game is going to be interesting because Northwestern has not has, they, they haven't been a great team, right? They, they've been okay. Uh, you know, they've they've not had a really good quarterback situation for quite some time. Yeah. You know, they've went through some some years with guys that the draft community tries to hype up and then it ultimately fails and falls flat on his face because the guys just weren't they just weren't good enough. But you know, thinking about what we will see, the offensive line is good, they're gonna be able to run the ball. But Nebraska, man, you know, Nebraska's always been able to run the ball. They're, they're, they're switching, you know, switching the the quarterbacks it's gonna be big because you go from um andrew martinez or adrian martinez rather to to casey thompson and i, I believe casey thompson's possible is the better quarterback the better pure quarterback and i think now they have a quarterback that they can trust to just let it rip and, and throw the football downfield at all three levels and throw it with more accuracy as well as give you a little bit in the run game also Man, I think Nebraska, and then they added some speed at receiver as well uh, with uh, Trey Palmer, uh, LSU transfer, and then Marcus Washington, the transfer from Texas uh, that came through the portal, man. I, I think, you know, Paige is, you know, Paige is going to rock with me on this one. I, I think Nebraska will be able to take this dub. Um, you know, like I said, I just don't I, I don't see it with Northwestern, man. I, like I said, I love Peter Skaronski and uh, they, they, they have some solid pieces there overall. But just for me, I, I always try to lean with the better quarterback. So let me go uh, Nebraska here. I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be close, right? You're not going to have a, a, a crowd that's, like, one-sided. Like, you're in Ireland. So the, the home there's no home field advantage for either team, Keith. Like, nobody's going to have to worry about a super loud crowd interfering with their offensive play calls and audible. So I think uh, Nebraska on the neutral field is going to take this home. Yeah. I, I had to do a lot of thinking about this game, right? Because Northwestern is usually a ground-and-pound type of team. You know, kind of drag it out. Um, and, you know, they, they find a way to squeeze out some wins, right? But I think you did a really good job of, of talking about the transfers that's coming in. Obviously, I'm familiar with LSU transfer Trey Palmer. This is a 4-3 a guy. This is a, a guy that can, you know, really make some plays and flip the game on his head because he's extremely fast. I'm assuming that they'll have him returning punts or returning kicks, Um, you know, get him some quick handoffs so that way he can affect the game. So I'm going to do this. I'm going with Nebraska also. Um, I don't think it'll be pretty. I have to figure out why this game is in Ireland. I think it's a, a really random place <laughs> unless there's some historical context behind it. Um, but I'm going to go with Nebraska. Um, Nebraska would take home the W in Ireland. Like I said, man, I'm putting the pressure on Scott Frost from the sense of this, man. Like, listen, you got the job. You know, I'm, I'm all for giving coaches three, four years to really show what they can do and have the opportunity to turn the program around. And listen, it's just time to win some games now. Like, now you have to get it done. Like you said, you're in week zero. Your team traveled all the way across seeds. You have to come back with that W. And I'll tell you this. Um, I've, I've been, you know, a part of, you know, obviously championship teams. And, you know, when, when you win, the ride home always feels good, right? But when you lose, man, that that team playing is not very good. It's 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 pretty quiet. So, um, and, and when you you multiply that, when you're talking about traveling from Nebraska to Ireland, right? That's that's a that's a hell of a flight to go that far. So, man, in order to make that flight a whole lot easier, um, for Scott Frost, I would say this: I would 
I, he needs to win. He needs to win. The pressure's on him. Uh, him, Casey Thompson, they need to get the job done. So I'm definitely going with Nebraska, and I think they pull out the W. To your point, Keith, before we wrap it up, the flight from Dublin, Ireland to Omaha, Nebraska is 15 hours and 12 yes, minutes. If far. Scott Frost, um, if he loses this game, that's a really long time to sit and think about this. Uh, you know, you got 15 hours to think about this on the flight that you just <laughs> lost Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, so, now, nah, hey, listen, guys, we appreciate all of the love this, this since we started this podcast back in the spring. Football is here. So now you're about to really see us turn up the volume, turn the heat up, man. The talent fact is about to bring you guys a lot, and we got some surprise coming uh, starting next week. Uh, just like I said, week one is next week as we finish up week zero. But definitely continue to find us on Apple Podcasts, especially Spotify. Subscribe, like, share, leave a five-star review. And as always, guys, listen, football is here. I'm your co-host, Damian Parson, with my guy, Keith Sanchez, of the Talent Factor Football Podcast. Keith, what's the slogan, baby? Remember, talent is always the factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.